Good morning, Faith Fellowship. Oh, man, it's good to see you all this morning. Um, uh, between us, I am so nervous right now. Um, uh, for those, if, those of you who don't know me, my name is Sean Riley. Um, I've been a member here at MBT for, wow, a number of years, 10, 12 years, um, with my wife, Maria, uh, and my three children. Uh, they're kind of scattered around the building right now in various locations. Um, but this is, a, I've, you know, my time here, I've been blessed to uh, be a part of a lot of different ministries and things going on, but this is my first time doing this. And so if I, if I start laughing, just know it's nerves. Uh, um, I, 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 you know, Lord knows I have no business being up here. Sometimes I, I can't form a coherent sentence. Uh, so uh, we're going to trust God this morning to get us through this lesson. Um, prayerfully standing. Hopefully I don't run out of here and James has to tap on me on the way out the door. Um, but we're going we're gonna to jump right in. Uh, so uh, today we're studying Psalms 119 verses 121 through 128. Uh, the, um, if you're not familiar with Psalm 119, each, uh, each stanza of the psalm begins with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. And so today we are looking at ayin, which is the 16th letter. Um, the word ayin means I, uh, or to see, and by extension, um, to understand or obey. Uh, so when I first found out this was the one I was doing, I got kind of excited because I looked it up and I saw that it meant I. Uh, as those for, you, for those of you who don't know, I'm um, I'm a graphic designer and artist, um, freelance. And so when I heard I, I kind of got excited just because I'm an artist. And whenever I'm talking with my kids about art, um, I'm always talking about sight and perspective and how drawing is about learning to see um, relations between shapes. So. <clears throat> Um, we also kind of talk about how it's, it's personal and it's based on your own perspective. And so uh, I would always say like, no one sees life the way you do. No one has your experiences. You know, what you create is an extension of you. It's a personal expression. And so being able to, to do this I thing was really exciting for me. So I, I figured what I would do, um, I would kind of take the same approach that I take to um, a design, <clears throat> a design project. I started writing out word associations. Uh, usually this is just a way to kind of clear your mind, get all of your preconceived ideas out and get you to a point where you're creating fresh. Um, I did this just to kind of like, just dump off everything I was thinking and really just see what God had to, had to show me. Um, but some of the things I came up with, I found interesting. Um, I don't unfortunately have a slideshow today, but I'm just gonna share with you a couple of things. Uh, first was in uh, first thing I wrote was in my eyes, uh, or how I see things, uh, my perspective, my judgment. Uh, went on to um, show me the way, um, a biblical view, looking at the world through spiritual eyes, uh, seeing with God's eye, God's perspective, and how God sees things. And I found it interesting that at first my thoughts centered around my perspective, but as I ran out of things pertaining to me, I um, I started to see God's perspective. And I just thought that was really cool. And just wanted to show, you know, share that with you guys. And I just thought it was really cool as, as I got away from me, God started to show up. Uh, so before we proceed, 
want to take a moment to read uh, 112, 121 through 128 to you um, in Psalm 119. Uh, so if you have your Bibles, please open them to Psalm 119, verse 121. Um, I have done judgment and justice. Leave me not to mine oppressors. Be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Mine eyes fail for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. Deal with thy servant according unto thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies. It is time for thee, Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right, and I hate every false way. Um, before we proceed, I'm just going to pray one more time. Um, Heavenly Father, God, we, um, Lord, we come to you today I'm grateful for uh, just this opportunity to gather. Uh, Lord, just an opportunity uh, to fellowship with one another this morning. Lord, thank you for um, the sisters who prepared the food. Um, Lord, I just ask that you be with us this morning as we walk through your word. Um, Lord, guide me. Uh, take me out of the picture, God, and just use me this morning. Speak through me. I just ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So um, I was saying before, how you see things is important. Each of us has our own perspective, our own way of seeing things, and we don't always see things the same way. Uh, however, in order to properly judge anything, we must see the world through God's eyes. God is the one constant that we can all <clears throat> put our faith in to be the same throughout it all. So we must view the world through spiritual eyes and through the lens of God's word, and God's word is our standard for justice. So we want to start out in verses in verse 121. Again, I have done judgment and justice, leave me not to mine oppressors. Uh, 122, be surety for thy servant for good. Let not the proud oppress me. Um, if there'd be a key point to this, I would say um, the servant sees God's word as protection. Here we find the psalmist um, in a situation uh, where he's being oppressed. Yet the first thing we see in verse one is the servant being obedient to the word of God uh, saying, God, I have done judgment and justice. Uh, so I've looked up judgment and justice to kind of get a better idea of what this all encompasses. Um, the first mention of it that I found was in Genesis 18, verse 19, in God describing Abraham. Uh, the Lord said, for I know him and he will command his children and his household after him and they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment that the Lord may bring upon Abraham and which he has spoken of him, bring unto Abraham that which he has spoken of him. So God puts a high value on justice and judgment. It is God's way as stated here in verse 18, in verse 19, excuse me. Uh, Proverbs 21, three states to do justice and judgment is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. More acceptable than sacrifice. So we don't have to make burnt offerings of rams or sheep or goats. All we need to do is love God and our neighbor. So yeah, uh, love God and your neighbor. Mark 12, 33 says, and to love him with all the heart 
and with all the understanding and with all soul and with all the strength and to love his neighbor as himself is more <clears throat> is more than all whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. So we see here that by saying to God that I've done justice and judgment, we have someone who uh, not only knows God's ways, but obeys them. And yet we see him in these opening verses asking God for protection from oppression. Why is that? Well, we don't know what is oppressing our psalmist. Uh, we don't know what's going on in his life, but we can all relate. Uh, we've all been in a situation uh, where someone or something or some situation has been out of our control and has forced us into a place of discomfort, maybe even a place of fear. Uh, it could be a situation with work or with family. Uh, the last two years with COVID have definitely been oppressive, whether it's lockdowns or mask mandates or vaccine debates, sickness, or even the loss of loved ones. Um, it's very unpredictable and scary. So, you know, as I'm looking, as I'm kind of going over this and thinking about oppression, you know, I, I take joy in the fact that I don't have to face it alone. We have, a, we have a protector that's bigger than any oppressor. Verse 122, again, our psalmist pleads the Lord to be the surety for thy servant for good. So surety is defined as one who become legally liable for a debt, uh, default or failure or in duty of another. And so we do have a surety. Our surety is in Jesus Christ. Uh, John 16, 33 says, these things I have spoken unto you that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. God doesn't want us to live in fear and uncertainty. Um, it's God's will that we have peace and be in good cheer as he has already conquered our oppressor. Um, so to move on down the chapter um, for point, the next couple of verses, Psalms 119, 123, and 124. Um, key point for these verses, I would say, is the servant sees God's word as salvation. 123 says, mine eyes fall for thy salvation and for the word of thy righteousness. 124, deal with thy servant according to thy mercy and teach me thy statutes. Our eyes fail for salvation when we fail to see God's word according to our situation. I'm studying this out, I came across Lamentations 4.17. As for us, our eyes as yet failed for our vain help in our watching, we have watched for a nation that could not save us. You know, sometimes we get discouraged while we wait on God to act. We get so caught up in the frustration that we act outside of God's will. We look for salvation from everywhere else except the source. And that source is the Lord. Uh, Psalm 37, 39 says, but the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in a time of trouble. We turn to God for, for comfort, for protection, for salvation. He is our salvation and our salvation is in him. Psalm 119, 125, and 126 
key point for these would be the servant sees God's word as understanding. One twenty-five says, "I am thy servant. Give me understanding that I may know thy testimonies." One twenty-six, it's time for the Lord to work, for they have made void thy law. In verse one twenty-five, our psalmist realizes he cannot trust his own understanding, and so he's asking God to help him understand. Uh, Proverbs three five says, "Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding." Second Timothy 2.7 says, consider what I say, the Lord give thee understanding in all things. Um, coin the phrase, you have not because you ask not. I, I can say just from personal experience, when studying this out, I hit a point where I had no clue what I was looking at. Um, but this verse, uh, this, this verse, screamed at me to just stop and pray and ask God for understanding. And little by little, as, thing, as this started to come together, I got to see God answer my prayer in real time. Um, verse 126, again, it's time for thee, O Lord, to work, for they have made void thy law. Think of Jeremiah 8, 7 through 9. Yea, the stork in heaven knoweth her appointed time, and the turtle and the crane and the swallow observe the time of their coming, but my people know not the judgment of the Lord. How do ye say we are wise, and the law of the Lord is with us? Lo, certainty in vain made he it. The pen of the scribes is in vain. The wise men are ashamed, they are dismayed and taken. Lo, they have rejected the word of the Lord. What wisdom is in them? God's creation knows what it's supposed to do. All the animals, the birds, anything you can, any animal you can name, it knows what it's supposed to do. But God's people have made his word vain because we have rejected it. Um, we don't speak what we know and have no wisdom in ourselves. Romans 7, 18 says, for I know that in me, that is in my flesh dwelleth no good thing, for to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. We make God's word vain when we don't speak what we know. If we aren't saying anything, then how does faith come by hearing? In Habakkuk 4.14, therefore the law is slacked and judgment doth never go forth for the wicked, doth compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. The wicked are coercing the righteous to wrong judgment. Daily, we're bombarded with wrong judgment that seeks to coerce us away from what the word of God says. Um, how many times have, um, have you heard in a, need, in, in a moment of need, someone says, well, uh, positive vibes or good thoughts to you, you know, sending you my good thoughts and my well wishes. I don't want your well wishes. I need prayer. I need, I need you to fall on your face before the Lord and plead for whatever situation I'm in, those things are vain. They have no value. They're void. Where going before the Lord, um, man, that is the surety that we have and that we need. Um, you know, I remember a story, something we were talking about when uh, um, we're babysitting. Uh, 
Grayson Renault. I love that kid. He's he is amazing. Oh man. And so a daughter Danielle, uh, I forget what Grayson was doing, but every time what she would do is she would ask him for something and then afterwards he would say, yeah. So even if he said no, she would say, yeah. You know, water, yeah. You know, cookies, yeah, you know, toys, yeah. So after after just being bombarded with this, eventually Grayson just started saying yeah to everything too. Like, yeah, yeah, like yeah, that's right, that's it, yeah. So, you know. You know, you're married, you know, and so, you know, Maria and I were joking this morning about it, like, you know, marriage, marriage is good. Yeah, yeah, marriage is good. Yeah, yeah, I like marriage. Well, is gay marriage good? Yeah, yeah, that's good too. Yeah, yeah, marriage is good. If gay marriage is good, gay it's it's an overwhelming uh, situation. It's, uh, if you're not careful, uh, you can be overrun by it and find yourself uh, thinking, or find your thinking altered uh, to line up with what the world says is okay. Um, so, as a servant of the Lord, we have to make sure that we um, keep the right perspective on God's knowledge over the world's. Um, so we get into point four. My fourth point here is the servant sees the value of God's word. Uh, verses 119, 127 through 128 say, therefore, I love thy commandments above gold, yea, above fine gold. Uh, therefore, I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right and I hate every false way. Uh, Matthew 13, 44 through 46 um, says again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto treasure hid in the field, the which when a man hath found, he hideth and for the joy thereof, goeth and selleth all that he hath and buyeth the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like unto a merchant man seeking godly pearls, a goodly pearl, excuse me who when he had found one pearl of a great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Uh, we have so many talented individuals in this church body and all of them could be out seeking their own glory, uh, building out their own kingdoms. But instead I see them using their talents, uh, their gifts for God's glory. Personally, that inspires me to do the same with with you know the gifts I have, because um, the truth is when you value God's word, things in the world will become less important. Um, the Apostle Paul once said, "Yea, doubt, yea, doubtless, and I count all things but loss for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do not count them but dung, that I may win Christ." the true value is in the word of God and in Jesus Christ. Psalm 119, 128 says, therefore I esteem all thy precepts concerning all things to be right and I hate every false way. Now let's take you back to Psalm 119 actually, Psalm uh, verse 118. Thou hast trodden down all them that err from the statutes of their deceit for their deceit is falsehood, excuse me. God hates every false way because it's deceitful. It is a distraction to us and sometimes will lead us down the wrong path. Uh, Proverbs 14, 12 said, there is a way which seemed right unto a man, the end thereof are the ways of death. So how we see the word of God is important. If we don't have the right perspective, we can miss out on everything that God has for us. So do you, so we must see God's word as protection. 
salvation. Let's ask the Lord for understanding. Let's know the value of God's word. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, God, uh, Lord, as we go out into the day, Lord, let us remember what you've given us this morning. Um, Lord, there's so many things happening with Super Bowl parties and, and celebrations, and those things are fine, Lord, but let us not forget what's most important, and that is you and your word. Um, well, let's pray uh, for everyone here, um, Lord, that they can take something home today that will um, enrich their spirit, enrich their lives, and allow them to share it um, with someone close to them. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.